You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Rick Rude Von Dick Dude. He is promo code Ron Von D. Y'all know who he is. It's Ryan. It's Ryan. It's my Ryan. My Ryan. All hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan. Davey, Davey, how are you? And congratulations to her. It was a Julianne Nicholson, Nicholson yeah. for her Emmy win last night. Well-deserved. Didn't thank us. Kind of bullshit. Didn't mention us at all. People Not were on that Catherine Hahn didn't win for WandaVision, who was also really, really good. But Julian Nicholson but, was insane in but, that. Come on. Like, I, I, Catherine Hahn will have her day. She was very, very good and she will win awards. But come on, man. I went back and I'm starting to watch Mrs. Fletcher. Did you watch Mrs. Fletcher? I watched the first episode. I was very intrigued by Mrs. Fletcher. And then I, I kind of, something happened. Let's just say this. Uh, the second episode is more intriguing if you catch my oh, draft. I do. She's naked. She got all kinds of naked. She's naked. Yeah. But, uh, but Julian Nicholson and then Kate Winslet won. So Mayor of Easttown dominated as it should have. And uh, Ted Lasso was like off the goddamn charts. Ted Lasso right? won. I've still mm-hmm. I've never seen a snap of Ted Lasso. I, I will I will say it's not what you think it is. It's not like just Jason Sudeikis being a doofus the whole time. No, it's I, actually very, very good. No, I know that it can't. And I like I like Sudeikis mm-hmm. based on what everybody has said about it and how it's universally loved. I know it's different. I know Ryan, it has heart, like all the heart, like all the heart. But there's like, you know, what we we talk about like characters you give a shit about. Like, there's not a character on that show that I don't fucking care about at all. That's impressive. Yeah, it's hard to do because a lot of shows have maybe one or two, and then when like the other scenes, you're like, oh, I can't wait till they go back to those two. Yes, if you like everybody in a show. And that's why Mayor of Easttown was so good. Like Mayor of Easttown had everybody was intriguing. Or at least, oh, I love Jean Smart. Oh, Jean loves Smart. She went. She went for hacks, but not yeah. Mayor of Easttown. So, well, take, no, take she was pick. nominated with Julian Nicholson, I think. Right. right? So, so yeah. like, would take your pick there, right? We're gonna the Emmy in half. Yeah, and give it to you both. Uh, all right. So this week is so, or actually last week. On hashtag to work, we did the PlayStation Showcase. It essentially, was a full episode of Davy's Video Game Minute. Yeah. This week on the podcast, it's going to be a full episode, pretty much of the news. This week in the and uh, we'll also be paying attention to the chat a little bit more closely this week than we do in normal weeks. So feel free to uh, fire off a question, and we'll sort of work those in as we go. We have a whole bunch of planned topics as well. And, Ryan, it would be remiss if we didn't begin. Uh, since our last episode, we found out about the the really sad news of Norm MacDonald passing away at the age of 61, nine years 
dealing with cancer and really nobody knew about it. I mean, maybe it's super close people did to him but as far as hollywood or from the outside like i had no idea you had no idea no Pretty crazy and uh it immediately just the whole day or the, the next couple of days after that news came out was just people sharing their favorite moments of norm mcdonald who to me is one of the most unique comics you are ever going to hear and was so good in a variety of things and I still, there's so many ones that jump out to you. Like there's so many things, whether it's weekend update or mm-hmm. Reynolds or anytime he was a guest on Conan or Letterman. He also had a great interview with Stern one time, actually at least one, maybe a couple of really good ones with Stern. Uh, I don't know. The, the, the roast of Bob Saget is the one that really, was really fucking good to mind. Yeah. Yeah. He had so many things, uh, a pretty unique voice and one that'll certainly be missed. A guy who was uh, a hilarious. I don't want to say he was like a like a had like a cult following. I think it was bigger than that, but it was a pretty unique voice uh, that he had. He had some diehard fans, and the thing that the thing that really trips me out about Norm Macdonald is like when I first saw Norm Macdonald on SNL, I didn't really get it because it was just so different. It was just so different than everything that I had, that had come before it. And I, like you said, his voice, the way he delivered jokes was i didn't get it I, I i said it again like i I didn't get it but he would like kind of like stare into the camera like well it was like deadpan but he also found a way to like show his personality while doing it so it wasn't yeah. just like the like the monotone deadpan like he's not stephen wright no he's not but he is he's deadpan and then he was so good at weekend update my personal favorite and he would he would kind of wait for people it was actually when I started watching it, I was so young that I didn't get all the jokes. Right. But I, I got that he was funny because he delivered it differently than anybody I had seen. And he would sort of wait and then he'd kind of like mumble under his breath, like, I didn't, you know, you didn't like that one. Or he started it every time. He's like, oh, here's the fake news. And you're like, here's yeah. the fake news. Because not to make it, I, I hate when people take a, a, a death and then they're like, I this and me this, but it is also our podcast. He was the first weekend update anchor i remember watching regularly live mm-hmm. because he i believe had that spot from 94 to 97 so yeah. i was 10 11 12 13 right and i probably i want to say like 95 i was probably 11 and i think my parents would let me stay up and watch saturday night live i remember i remember basically watching like the will ferrell years with my dad like we would sit and watch snl together and it ended up being a lot of Colin Quinn on update, but it was mostly Norm Macdonald at first. And I just remember like being a kid, not really understanding all of the OJ jokes, but knowing that there were a lot of them. So and just, he was great. And he wound up getting fired from Saturday Night Live for saying like fuck on the air, right? No. Well, I think why he got let go was there was a guy, not Lauren Michaels, but there was a guy super, super high up at NBC who was actually friends with OJ Simpson. And oh. before he goes, like, Hey Norm, can you cool it with the OJ jokes? And he's like, sure. And then just more OJ jokes. (laughs) In fact, one of his greatest OJ jokes ever was when he hosted the ESPYs, which he was also never allowed to do again. Right. He was so great at it. And he said something about it was 97, and Charles Woodson was in the audience. Oh, he's like, he's like, Charles Woodson, like, congratulations on winning the Heisman. Something they can never take away from you unless you murder your wife in a (laughs) waiter. 
<laughs> and like the crowd, like Woodson's like, okay. And they like zoom in on guys. Like it was like Griffey. And they're like, uh, uh I love that. Like, an incredible joke. That's a really good joke. He didn't give a shit. Also, like the one that was making the rounds, the one we played on Gresham Keefe was the uh, Courtney Thorne Smith. The the actress who was on Melrose Place, and yes. she was on Conan, and Norm's sitting there. He's like one chair over, and she, he's just jumping in nonstop. She was promoting a movie she was doing with Carrot Top, and he's <laughs> he's like he's like yeah, I, I think I know what the name of the movie is or whatever. And she's like, because uh, like I don't think she she was promoting something else. And she's and Conan's like, oh, like there's a yet to be named movie that with Carrot Top, and then Norm butts in. He's like, I think I know the name of the movie. Box office poison. <laughs> Conan's like, she's in it. She she's in she's in the movie. And he's like, I I know I'm gonna see, I know I'm gonna see it because she's in it. <laughs> and then he like kept butting it. in, he kept butting in, kept butting in. And then uh finally at the end, she's like, actually, there there is a uh there is a title. It's uh it's chairman of the board. Chairman of the board. I remember that movie. Conan goes, All right, Norm, do something with that. Wait a second, he goes. Is it spelled B O R E D? Conan lost his mind. So I looked it up. That movie came out. It sucked in the nineties. Yeah, I saw it. It made it the. It only cost ten million to make. Only ten million. It nine it, of it was Carrot Top's props. Probably it made a hundred and eighty-one thousand dollars. Like, honest to Christ, if we just, if we were in the theater, just a string of dork podcast episodes from this YouTube channel and yes. was in the theater, wouldn't more than $181,000 of people just stumble into it? I think so. There would be our our diehard loyal fans who are in the chat right now. I'm, I'm glad you would come and see it. Mm -hmm. But there would be also people who would be like, what the hell is this? And just, we get some looky-loos who just well, like show up and... Chairman of the board, do you know how much money back then was probably made on kids buying movies to a pg-13 movie and then sneaking into the r oh yeah so that 181 i bet only like 80 of it was legit <laughs> probably all fake people fake buys going in there oh fucking dorm so i we would be remiss too if we didn't talk about dirty work i didn't really understand norm mcdonald until i saw dirty work and so, how fucking did he he wrote that did, did he write oh, that uh, yeah of course he did it, like, was him, it was him and Artie lang and i just like that to me, I was sold with it when he was mooning. When he was mooning people, and he was supposed to keep driving, and then he didn't. He just stopped. <laughs> like that—that's a great joke. And who was it? Who played the dad? The dad. It was like the same dad as like Problem Child. I forget the actor's name. It was. Um, I forget the fucking guy's name. But it he, was the, uh, Jack Warden played. Yeah, Artie's father. Yes, and he said, "When I was your age, we didn't have these fancy birth control methods, like pulling out." <laughs> just uh, a great line yeah just so good yeah so it was written by norm and fred wolf and another guy and it was actually directed by bob saget yeah someone said like, norm shit. loved and his roast i remember watching that live too and it was because bob saget is actually like a dirty comic like most people oh god, like, yeah. oh, god. Wow. Yeah. Nobody, nobody really knew that yeah and he was he was a dirty comic and then Norm goes up there and goes 100% squeaky clean. But the audience didn't really know how to react to it. But the other comics on the thing were like dying that he just went full squeaky clean on it. <laughs> uh, awesome. awesome. I remember listening. This is completely off topic, but the movie, the aristocrats where they talk about the comedians joke, the aristocrats. Yeah. yeah. 
and having Bob Saget tell his version of the aristocrats. And my favorite line of the whole thing is mother had a boil on her back that popped <laughs> <laughs> that popped. Uh, yeah. But dirty work is uh, awesome. He also had a few different shows. He had, his, he had the, speaking of Artie Lang, he had the Norm show that already yeah. on for like ran for like three seasons. He had that sports show that I remember wanting to liking. I wanted to like it more than I liked. Yeah, it, it wasn't but, that good. And then he has a Netflix special or not special, a Netflix show. I think it's like ten interviews that he does. They're and it's called like of- Norm has a show or something like yeah. that. Like yeah. And again, also kind of kind of hit or miss. And so that one came out just a few years ago. And if you go back and watch it now, in a couple of episodes, you can kind of tell that he might be going through something. Yeah. And that's, it's, that's the other fucked up thing, by the way, is remember like Chadwick Boseman? Like nobody knew Chadwick Boseman was sick. Oh, and then they were just like seeing like he would FaceTime some kid in a hospital and they'd be like, you look like shit. And right. Like, so yeah. like, by the way, I mean, people that do that are probably pieces of shit anyway. But yeah. you might want to fucking like uh, wait a minute. So you see some guy who you don't know is on TV or on a commercial or on something you're like, I oh, doesn't fucking look the same. Right. Maybe he's slowly dying. Well, that was when I watched uh, when I watched the five bloods and I saw oh, Chadwick oh. Boseman in I, hindsight. Yeah, I was like, he didn't fucking look good. I know. Movie. So, I mean, because there was the one he does uh, norms with David Spade and you could tell yeah. like, he doesn't look like he Norm. did just like you know a few years even earlier than that but the yeah. david one's pretty funny he does one with lauren michaels he has a whole bunch of different ones on there but yeah i mean the guy is just a, an absolute legend and that's the other thing too is the comedians that are universally liked by other comedians like that says something you know because not all yeah. of them are but right. guys like uh norm is certainly on that, that and another one like you have people like comics comics who yeah. like people who you Again, in the comedy world, I watched um, all of Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee and like everyone on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and like someone like, I want to say, who's another good example of that? Like someone like a, even Ooh, like Colin, Colin Quinn. I was going to say Colin like, Quinn and David Tell are both David guys. Tell's, yeah. Definitely. Everybody just, they love those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Very sad though. Very sad news hearing it's about. It's super sad. And also yeah. he kind of... Uh, like when he joined SNL, it was like guys like him and like Tim Meadows who were around for Farley, Sandler, Spade, Schneider, Carvey, Myers, but then were also there for like Will Ferrell, Tina yeah. Fey, like Jimmy Fallon, like all those. I think Fallon, maybe not, but like, but no, I think so. And when he was like a featured, yeah, and guy. like Tracy Morgan, yeah, guys like that. Uh, ooh, Mr. Monroe in the chat saw David Tell at Mohegan. That would be a guy I would definitely want to see live. Would love it. Yeah, I mean, my my ace in the hole, not to big time yet, but I saw Carlin when I was like 12 years old. All right. Did I tell you that story? Yes. It did. Yeah, I told that story on this. You did. But um, yeah, I've... I've Speaking of... go to more comedy shows. Norm was supposed to be at the Wilbur in like soon. That's a great place to see comedy, but I saw Daniel Tosh there. How was, was Tosh? Really good. It was good. So he he it was like the first leg of his tour. So he basically was like, look, you know, I'm he had to have like a notebook because it, like, it was like the first show of the tour. So it was a little out of sync. Oh, and he spent like five minutes there in the front row, basically like bashing these these two parents who brought their like nine year old son. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's like, Do you 
what the f- he's basically like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, why are you bringing this kid to this show and sitting him in the front row? Yeah, that's 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 a bit much. Yeah. I haven't seen too many to be honest. I would love to see more. I've seen Dane Cook a couple of times. He had Gary Goldman, my now enemy. Yeah, fuck that guy. He had him uh, ahead of him. I did see Seinfeld when he came to like the Wang Theater, and he was. Mm-hmm. Good. And I, I think like Tom Papa might have opened for him. I think it was Tom Papa. He was pretty funny too. But yeah, I should take a look at the old Wilbur and go see, yeah. see more people. Hey, see if we can do some press, some press there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we should, you know, TLDR has their comic book guys and yeah. Mac and Goo has whoever. Like, we should have like comedians. <laughs> yeah. We should talk to comedians. They have Shime. They had, uh, what's his name? Fucking Mr. Feeney in his wheelchair. <laughs> they didn't have him on the podcast, though. No, they could have. That would have been an absolute. It would have been like, what? God. Uh, anything else on, uh, nor- oh, by the way, the, uh, I would say on SNL outside of weekend update it would have to be burt reynolds celebrity jeopardy as the best shit do you remember in high school we would we had like the audio of celebrity jeopardies and we would just listen to oh them. and winamp remember fucking winamp. winamp yeah and i would just listen were, to them and you did you they were, were so yeah. good that and the remember the delta airlines like jive commercial yes <laughs> that was fucking awesome where did that come from? I don't know. It was like one of the like the first viral things. So someone in the chat said, remind us why Gary Gullman is your enemy. All right. Here we go, Timothy. So I this was a few years ago on uh, the show had just started. Right. So th- at this point, it was Dale and Keith. And it had just started. So it was like 10.02. And we're talking about who knows what. Bruins, Celtics, Red Sox, Patriots. And all of a sudden, I'm just like scrolling. I'm checking Twitter. And I see in my notifications Gary Goldman tweets at me and he's like, Hey, maybe you want to give me some credit for the joke you just stole of mine. And I was like, What? And I was like, I, and so I'm like in the middle of the show, like, What the fuck? I'm like, I've barely been on the air. Like, we just started. I certainly mm-hmm. didn't quote Gary Goldman and not give him credit. And you first, you were like, Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> So then I responded to him and because he he specifically wrote to to me, you. Oh, yeah, I remember that. He like, what are you doing? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think I did that. I just got here. I, yeah. I go, I just got on the air. And then he was like, eventually he finally got back to me and we found out that it was the assistant producer on the other show. Right. Had said something about it. Right. And I was like, all right, dude, well, that wasn't me. Like, can you not call me like a joke thief and like apologize? And then it was just crickets on his end. Right. He wouldn't apologize. I remember that's what you were pissed off about. I was so pissed that he wouldn't be like, my bad. He called me a joke thief. And then, and then I'm like, I would give you credit. And the fucking thing about it was, it was a shitty joke that nobody even laughed at. Right. joke. And they were like, "Eh." and then they moved on. And he's like, I wanted credit for that. Like, dude, no, dude, that's bullshit. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Chris. It was, uh, who the fuck was it? It was Stiz. So he was filling in for somebody. He so yeah. Stiz used to work at AAF. And then he tweeted at Goldman. He's like, oh, my bad. It was me. And then Goldman's like, ah, no problem. And I'm like, dude, the fuck? How about it? So then I was tweeting at him for like a couple of days. And then, <laughs> and then I kind of moved on. But he's now my enemy. So Jason in the chat, Jason Bogle, who was at the Lowell. I, I was at that show. That's the show I went to in, at the Wang and Lowell. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was at that show. And that was the line he started with. And then he said, 
the thing about the women having a bad hair day and to just get out of bed, you superficial effing C. And wow. like eight women got up and walked out. <laughs> so I have so my last Norm McDonald story before we move on. I loved, like you said, the the celebrity Jeopardy stuff so much. And Bird it was became it became yes. So my roommate, uh, we had like one of those like John Belushi, like super seniors, my junior year in college. And he came home one day and he was pissed because he had to, so basically he had to take two classes and he was failing one of them to, to fucking get out of college and he came home all fucking steaming and we're like sean like what's going on like what's the what's the problem he's like fuck you guys so we're like so apparently in in i was my one of my favorite things to do back in those days was like fuck with people's computers so i would put the i would put horrific yeah. Um, wallpapers on his computer and then password it, like put a password on it so he couldn't right. change it. Yeah, you're kind of you're locked in there. And I forgot that I made an autocorrect. His name was Sean Barry. So anytime he typed Sean and hit space and blah, 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 like basically made like an autocorrect, he handed in three papers under the name Turd Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> and the professor was like, finally was like, you need to stop. <laughs> and he's like, stop what? He's stop like, you need Turd Ferguson. Yeah, he's like, stop. He's like, please write your real name in your paper. He's like, what are you talking about? I know that. <laughs> I'm not stupid. I'm smarter than you. That's yeah, so he handed in, in like a philosophy class, he handed in three papers Turd under Ferguson. the name Turd Ferguson. Who's actually doing better in the class than the real guy was. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. He eventually graduated from college. So Good for him. Who knows yeah. what he's doing at this point? I have no idea. Jerry's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> out there kicking some ass. Speaking of kicking some ass, Ryan, we've been talking about wrestling a little bit more recently. On yeah. AEW is where it's at. They have the star power now. It's it's the hot brand. Yeah. How about this on either Friday or when? No, Friday. So they have a show on Wednesday and they have a show on Friday. On Friday, the guy formerly known as Alistair Black, he is now Malachi Black. Yes. He is great name. Great name, and he's awesome. He's from the Netherlands. He's all tatted up. He can do crazy kicks. Badass, like legit badass. He's in a feud right now with uh, Cody Rhodes. And in the front row was Rosario Dawson. Why? Is she I don't a wrestling, know. wrestling fan? She starts talking shit to Malachi Black. Mm. Malachi Black goes out and starts talking shit to her. Cody Rhodes distracts everybody. Next thing you know, Rosario Dawson jumps on top of malachi black i was like this is the greatest goddamn thing in the world loved yeah, it and, and that's how i was reading dr joe in the chat said i just read this thing as an fu to the wwe they're actually doing like an owen hart cup yeah they're very friendly with the hearts i think because like brett Hell hart yeah. started early on and now they're doing like an owen hart tournament which is pretty great because did you see the dark side on i owen did hart? and which is messed up is that like all of some of the hart family like turned on the wife and the wife is uh prominently featured in the dark side episode yep. and is incredibly uh impressive like she it's is super so, articulate so like smart, very she's so a doctor smart. right uh yeah i believe yeah. she is a doctor and she found out everything that happened there and she refuses to let the wwe put him in the hall of fame she's like because they want to like oh we're gonna put him in the hall of fame she's like nope yeah <laughs> not, not doing like, we want to we want to honor him he's like well you should have fucking put on a better carabiner then if you wanted oh. to honor him Correct. So I assume <laughs> I'm not a- laughing. I'm, I'm just like, no, I get it. Yeah. I think AEW must have, 
I assume I didn't read anything on this, but they must have reached out to her and got her blessing for this. Oh, hell yeah. It's like, yeah. wait, so who's doing this? And they're like, AEW. They're like, what's that? It's like, it's wrestling. It's like, is it involved with WWE? No. Okay, fine. Done. Fucking awesome. Yeah. So that's going on in the old uh, roster. By the way, Dark Side of the Ring is back. I know you don't have Vice, so you have I to wait until these come out. Yeah. The uh, Where do they put them on? Are they on like Paramount Plus maybe? They were on um, Hulu. The ones I saw were on Hulu. So that was like the first two seasons, but I wonder like where does this season go? Like if you don't have the channel, it's got to be. So something. I'm looking at Vice right now. I want to see if I can like sign in with like. So Joe says Hulu, but I don't know if he just means for the first two seasons. It's the first two seasons because I haven't seen that. Um, so they just came back from hiatus this past week and their episode was on the plane ride from hell. Yeah. You, you were excited for that. Yeah. You got to let me know when you watch this. So the plane ride from hell. I had known some of it. It's a little darker than I thought. But basically what happened was this is like, I want to say, oh, two, oh, three. And they yeah. were doing like a four event thing over in Europe. And they just finished that up. And they're on like a private plane. Oh, shit. It's on there now. Sorry. Oh, is it? Season three is on there now. Yeah. So catch up. Yep. Brian so, Pillman. Episode one and two. Incredible. Yeah. And by the way, well, I won't spoil anything. Don't spoil anything because I, I can't. I can't wait to. I know you said that one was good. Nick Gage was good. Collision in Korea was ridiculous. Yep, dude, you'll oh. love it. This season's better than the other two. And so anyway, plane ride from hell without without giving anything away is basically oh two oh three, and they're flying back to Connecticut, and there's a flight delay. They're on the plane. It doesn't move, but they're on it for seven hours before it takes off. They went through three entire carts of the booze they drank all the booze. plus these guys are all on drugs they're all doing like and i'm trying to think like who was on that roster because that was like heyday shit but it was a weird it was a really weird group because this was at the time that they merged ecw wcw and wwe so, so you it, had like fucking the sandman on the same flight as like the hardy brothers so sandman hardy boys no i'll tell you who was on it it was uh rob van dam Tommy Dreamer. Oh my God. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Mr. Perfect, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, X Pac, uh, Ric Flair. Oh my God. Big factor in this one. Uh, that, but then you also had like Jim Ross, Vince McMahon, Vince's wife. Uh, that, remember the guy? Um, oh, what the fuck was his name from the Freebirds? Michael Hayes. Yeah. Who managed the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, it's just, oh, Goldust. Jesus Christ. Uh, just incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was a bizarre. Fucking just incredible. Oh, well, Beltron says the new episode's also on YouTube. Yeah, right, so on YouTube. But dude, watch this one. But then it goes. So a lot of the stuff I'd kind of known about, and then some of oh, oh, and so they got one of the stewardesses to to be on the episode. And that's where it's kind of fucked. That's where it's actually really fucked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Anyway, uh, I got some uh, some trailers and things. To yeah, let's do that. How about uh, Lock and Key Season 2 on Netflix? Yeah. Dude, Lock and Key Season 1 blew. It sucked. It there sucked. was no edge to it. There was nothing There was nothing like spooky or macabre or oh. supernatural about it. It was just like, okay, this is this key does a weird thing. And I like the comic book a lot. Yeah. Joe Hill book. And by the way, we're going to uh, at some point have our top 10 horror comics for Dorktober. Yep. Locking, I haven't done my list yet, but Lock and Key is going to get some consideration for top 10. 
I liked it a lot. The show blew. Mm-hmm. Oh, the shoes uh, stunk. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not excited for this. Um, there's a new... It's not Hill House. What's the... There's a new Haunting of something, right? Coming out? Yeah, is that Midnight Mass? Something like that, yeah. The one with uh, Saracen? Yes. Saracen? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's coming out. There's also a movie called There's Someone Inside Your House. What do you think of that? Oh, I don't Jake. know. I mean, we'll see how they let's see how they pull that off because it's like it looks in the trailer they're out in like a farm field kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I swear. So I had a buddy who grew up in Hollis, New Hampshire, right across from a cornfield. That always tripped me out. I always thought sure. that like I was gonna like walk out of that. Yeah, and they're very poorly lit. You know, I don't like any of that. No. Yeah. What are you supposed to do with that? But this has James Wan and is it Sean Levy as the producers which again can be a little misleading just because somebody produces it doesn't mean yeah i mean look at like yeah all right all right i don't like that i'll watch it i've watched every Ah, we've we watched every horror movie we can get our hands on i'll watch it yeah last week i saw a film as i recall it was a horror film where do you stand on this you already know where i stand on it i know what you did last summer the tv series coming to amazon prime I will listen to you talk about Scream, how Scream is one of your favorite movies in the Scream, yeah. I don't want to say trilogy, quad, quad, quad quadrant, um, or ten. Fine, I will listen to that until yeah. the cows come home. Yeah, good. I know what you did last summer. Stinks. No, stop. It sucks. Stop. They had the four hottest people in the world. Right. And, and that was it. All in the movie at the same time. Yeah. And it sucked out loud. Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Phillippe, Freddie Prince Jr. The best scene of that movie was filmed by a child. Which scene was that? The one where Jennifer Love Hewitt is like standing like, what are you waiting for? Like, I'm right here. Like, that was filmed by a fan. The kid didn't film it. The kid gave her the idea for it. Directed it or something. Uh, Yeah. It's a good scene. (laughs) What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? I love that. Stinks, man. That was like the, so the hook hand, the old hook hand urban legend. Like that's stupid. Sarah Michelle Gellar's wearing the the Ryan Philippe varsity jacket. Oh, oh you gotta you gotta give your girl your varsity jacket, right? Uh-huh. Sure do, sure do. You I do. made my wife watch Mag- the ha- first half of MacGruber. She fell asleep. MacGruber, he has a drink or two each night, but it doesn't affect his job. MacGruber, the guy's a social drinker. MacGruber. So what I've come to realize is yes. not only is that the greatest comedy film of all time, but I was watching the Norm Macdonald show with Lorne Michaels uh-huh. and Lorne basically said like sense of humor is a sign of intelligence. Yes. Therefore people who don't think MacGruber's funny are dumb. MacGruber is so funny and she did laugh. Keep in mind it was late at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did have a couple of cut water. So she was, you know, yeah. So she was already a little sleepy um but she was watching this. she's like what the fuck is this like the first five minutes of the movie she's like what the val kilmer what, what is this like what is it she had no idea what it was I'm like it's Dieter von kunth let's go pound some kunth Bloody hell, what was that i uh yeah dude i i absolutely love that movie but dorktober is coming up ryan we are sure. this away from hashtag dorktober mm-hmm. six jason rossi lives uh, we have sort of a loose plan right now because there's going to be a few episodes that are not horror related just because like the what if show finishes in October. 
let me ask you this do you want to do a dune episode <sighs> yeah i know maybe we watch it no for- because something comes out this like the same weekend as dune venom venom so we should probably do venom we should do venom all right so we'll do we, Venom. No, we are legally obligated to do Venom. We, we have, have to do Venom. We do every goddamn concert. That's, that's on brand. Dune, if Dune's good, we could even... If Dune is good and Venom sucks, we could spend half the episode one talking about the other. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. And yeah, we go to look at Dork Short. One thing I definitely know is uh, on October 15th, and we just tweeted out at Dork Podcast, the final trailer for Halloween Kills. So that's going to be the marquee. That's going to be the staple of... That's the staple. That is also going to be available... Uh, it's gonna be available via Peacock. Yeah, it was sort of like a late ad. They just like announced that I think like last month, right? They were like, "Hey, in theaters, also streaming on Peacock." So really, yeah. no excuse not to watch Halloween Kills. And there's a lot of movies that are doing so. Dune is doing that as well. The Matrix is doing it. Well, all those HBO Max movies I knew about. Yeah, but Dune, it's crazy the the movies that are coming out. But then they're not next year. Like HBO right. Max is not doing that with their Warner Brothers thing. But so anyway, Halloween Kills will be in the middle. Uh, either before or right after that, I I want to do 2021 horror movies because mm-hmm. there's been a shitload. And again, whether you've seen them or not, I can sort of I can pitch them to you or whatever. No, I mean, I this is the weekend where I kind of have to like dig in and watch some movies. I've watched so many horror. So movies. give me the you just need to give me the list of movies that you've seen and I'll we'll watch the shit out of them. All right, I'm going I'm to listen. I'm going to pull that up right now. I'm gonna pull it like just horror movies. Yep, yeah, yeah, just horror movies, and then people can can dive in because there have been there have been some buttes. So right. I started. I st- again, this was we turned off Malignant to watch MacGruber the other night. Oh, you didn't finish Malignant? It was like, did you get what I was? Did, well, how how far? Yes, because so I got about I got to the part where the guy was pointing his finger in his wife's face and was like, maybe you shouldn't get pregnant. Yeah, that was a bit. That was a little over. I was like, "What well. the?" F-? And I was like, "What the hell is happening?" Right? Because it was like, "No, you got to go further than that." It was so you weird. Go further than that. But yeah. I was the, the acting. I didn't know. Like you said, you said it was either going to be people's, people's favorite or people hated it. Yeah, I didn't know. So it was James Wan. So I was thinking right. of like, okay, so this is going to be like a you know Conjuring or this is going to be something like that. And it was like this weird homage to like cheesy B horror movies. Like the acting was ridiculous, the script yeah. was ridiculous. It was on, it was, it was done on purpose. I could tell. Yeah, but it was just so fucking weird, and I just wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Well, somebody on Twitter was like, "So basically, James Wan did his two blockbusters in like Fast and the Furious yeah. and Aquaman, so he could make like a love letter to like B horror movies." Yeah, and and for me, like I love that stuff. It just you know when you get thrown such a curveball watching a movie, you're just like, I can't do this right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't doubt it. Yeah. So, so here, here it. are some of the ones that I've seen: Candyman, Werewolves Within. That one I really want to see. Uh, well, we already talked about the Fear Street trilogy. That was the that shoot. was great. Yeah. Uh, don't breathe too. I have to see that. Yep. Uh, Malignant, the Forever Purge, uh, Blood Red Sky, Spiral. That's the Saw movie. Did you see that? Yep. Did it stinky? Was it Cho uh, Jeans? No, no, no. It wasn't Cho Jeans or Fireballs. Or okay. like, it was like in the middle. It was in the middle. Uh, something called Aftermath. Uh, we did an episode on The Conjuring. The Woman in the Window. Uh, the Wrong Turn reboot. I watched that. Army of the Dead. Quiet Place Part 2. Oh, Army of the Dead. 
uh, a classic horror story, which I might have liked more, but it was dubbed, and that just threw me uh, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That threw me off. Uh, things heard and seen was the Amanda Seyfried one. That was Cho Jeans. Was that the one with Kevin Bacon? No, no, God, no. No, there was one with Kevin Bacon. It was like you should have left or something. I, th- no, I think you should leave. But, uh, yeah. So I think we should do one on those, like recapping as many of those as we can. You should what have if- left. You should have left. <laughs> you know which movie I want to see? I don't think it's horror so much. Uh, Pig, the Nicolas Cage movie that got like ridiculously good reviews. Uh, I don't know if it's a horror movie. No, Pig. I watched Pig. Pig's not a horror movie, but Pig was good. Okay. Pig was good. And uh, and Cage was awesome in it. And by the way, Amanda Seyfried was in You Should Have Left with Kevin Bacon. Oh, she was, but I'm she thinking was, yeah. of the other one. Yeah, so I was, was so we were thinking, yeah. I wasn't that far off. I felt terrible too because like my wife and I, we we watch a lot of different things, and then every once in a while it's like, all right, let's just watch them mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And I pitched that one. So I'm like, oh, it's Amanda Seyfried, it's Netflix, and it was so bad. And she's like, What the fuck was this? I'm like, I know. What do you want me to do? By the way, uh, my wife's birthday tomorrow. So happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Katie. I don't know if she's going to make it to this point of the podcast because she'd have no, to she's download it and start up. it to get there. But anyway, yeah. it's a little it's a little message there buried in the little time capsule for you. <laughs> a little love note. Um, what about this? So I haven't heard back from the people that were going to give me $1,300 to watch 13 horror movies. I know you haven't either. What if we did, and we got to figure out when this is, even if it's an old movie, we each like we each put one out there and then we tell people to watch it ahead of time find one that's like streaming for free yeah yeah break it down like it's like a real like a like a new one yes night yeah. flyer we're doing night flyer <laughs> <laughs> we're doing night flyer that is a deep pull that goes back it's to on, October 1 it's on it's on the internet and is this is like available? can you please can you please watch this can someone please watch the night flyer that's got to be a tubi I bet Tubi's got it too. Don't sleep on Tubi during. I'm not sleeping. I never sleep on Tubi. Yeah. Um. Let me see. It looks like you can watch the whole thing on, on YouTube. On YouTube. On YouTube. <laughs> so right when you're right when you're done with this episode, jump on YouTube. Hop on the Night Flyer. Only an hour and thirty seven minutes. Thirty three percent by Rotten Tomatoes really isn't that bad. It's not that bad. No. It really isn't. But the, the idea of a vampire flying an air a single engine airplane that's all black yikes you know yeah yeah we should we should really figure out like one night instead of doing this do like a watch party yeah i don't know how to do that though i don't know how to do it either well yeah. f- hopefully we can figure it out and we won't get in trouble but yeah like joe joe's got a good idea door core theater 3000 <laughs> we just find a way we just if we just play the audio and we don't show the video can't no that's a that's can't a do that Although Nightflyer, I'm sure Nightflyer doesn't. Nobody's got that thing copywritten. We could do that anytime we want. Yeah, no one gives a shit. It's it's common. Was it public domain now? Jason recommends uh recommends Midnight Meat Train, which I actually did see. Not bad. I recommended that to my wife last night. She was not interested. <laughs> she turned that down. <laughs> in the Midnight Meat Train. <laughs> Just in my past. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh man, I think that Bradley Cooper. I think that was a Bradley Cooper. Was it the Midnight Meat Train? Is a Bradley Cooper film? Yeah, pretty sure. I've never heard of that before. You never heard of Midnight Meat Train? No, we're no. not. He's not joking. I'm not joking. Midnight Meat Train is a real thing. <laughs> good, yeah, nice. Oh man, Midnight Meat, Midnight. 
Meat Train. Who's in this guy? Who is this? Ryan Davis. Who do you think you are? Who's this kid in the Ryan Davis? Who do you think you are? Ryan Davis. Twitch has watch parties, but it has to be a movie on Amazon Prime. There you go. Uh, Bradley Cooper, Leslie Bibb, Brooke Shields, Ted Ramey, and Vinny Jones were in Midnight Meat Train, which was based on the book The Midnight Meat Train by Clive Barker. It was good. I watched. It came out in uh, 2008. You can Vinny watch. Jo- Vinny Jones looks like he's uh, there's a bullet tooth Tony there. Looks menacing with his little hammer, his little tenderizing hammer. Why do they call him the Bullet Dodger? Because <laughs> he dodges, dodges bullets. bullets. <laughs> Guess where you can watch Midnight Meat Train right now? Tubi. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're goddamn right. Are you a big Pluto TV guy too? No, I don't really fuck around with Pluto TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy on Tubi. I love how you go to Tubi and it's like log in and you just click browse. It's like, all right, never mind. <laughs> you don't have to. It's cool. All right. Or, or watch it, whatever you want. Yeah. We all these movies somehow. How is this a streaming service? I have no idea. I don't know. We just, no one's caught it yet. No one, we haven't gotten in trouble yet. So we're just going to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. Tubi's great. Tubi's got all the horror movies. I'm looking know. at the most popular movies on Tubi right now. Would you like to, would you like a list? Yeah. Midnight Meat Train. No. <laughs> The Columbo, the television show. Yeah, obviously. Midsom- Midsomar Murders. <laughs> Jennifer's Body. I can't confirm or deny. Dude, I like Jennifer's Body. The- Speaking of Seffried and uh, Megan Fox. Jesus, did you see Megan Fox at the VMAs? I did. Good Lord. So, she's, oh, ripping off, she's ripping off Rose McGowan's dress. She, yes, she is. She's mm-hmm. also in a horror movie that is already out and it's going to be on netflix october 1st called till death which sounds just from the premise a little like the carla gugino gerald's game okay she's like handcuffed to like her dead husband or something oh dear so it sounds familiar but i'm def- i'm gonna watch the heck out of that when that comes. oh you want a really depressing movie on on tubi watch the movie sleepers oh oh Sleepers is a good movie, though. It is a good movie, but that is a lot of movie. That's a lot. That is rough. Um, here's a movie we could do for our House of Wax, starring Paris Hilton. Any of these little fuckers ever pop out of the fucking wall and say, fuck, there's a horse cock in my room or a donkey dick? Yeah, I didn't like... House of Wax was okay. No, I, it I wasn't okay. All it stunk. Any late 90s, early 2000s. I know that was like, oh, five. I want to say House of Wax is 05. I'd okay, watch let me see. Let me see. Let me see where you land on that. Let me see. Go ahead. I'm going to click on it. That's my guess. 2005. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I'm, fucking, I'm a horror savant. <laughs> I'm a savant. Savant. I'm, like, I'm like a regular uh, M. Night Shyamalan. You can watch Son of the Mask. No. On Tubi. Which is one of the great uh, moves by Jim Carrey to say, not going to do that movie. No, thank you. Yeah. Not going to do that. Although I think he advised Jamie Kennedy to do it. And he was like, take the money. And he did. <laughs> also, oh, uh, so that movie is not called Till Death. That is called Death Becomes Her. Correct. Which is a I wonderful, wonderful movie. Uh, Ryan mentioned the Bruce Willis, Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn movie. And yes. that is a great movie. That movie's awesome. Uh, Remember in the end when they were like, they couldn't die, but they were still like kicking the shit out of each other, and they looked like they were falling apart. That was that was a good movie. Wait, which one? Death becomes her. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they couldn't die. 
Oh, right. And then the, the scene that they're fighting each other. Yeah. 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 Uh, Job Shattuck. You think it's Job or Job? <laughs> I hope it's Job. <laughs> Job. He said he went to see House of Wax. The film got stuck and melted off the machine. Not a, He says, no cap. No cap. Oh, that means he's not lying. I understand what cap that, means. You understand that? All right. It's I mean, taking I'm me old. a little while. because like I'm old. I'm not that old. You captain. Come back, captain. I'd to say anything because I feel like Michael Patrick Porkins could win it even without the oral. His father didn't need to do the oral. It's true. That is why this is so tough for me to tell about the oral. Uh, so anyway, I'm pretty pumped for uh, Dorktober, as you can see. You will be happy to know that at my new, I'm coaching football now again, and I we not well in terms of uh, record. We're zero and two in two scrimmages right now. But one of the highlights of the season so far, I we were putting together our kick return team. Oh, I love a good kick return, right? So I'm looking out there, and someone goes, "Oh, look at all these guys!" I go, "What a crop!" And a kid leans over to me, and he goes, "Who's carved up?" Who's a slab of beef out there? I'm like, did he really? You're my favorite player right That's now. That's the guy. You got, like, you got a guy. At least. Like, what a crop. Who's carved yeah. up? Who's, who's carved up? Who's a slab of beef out there? Shit on me. I can't breathe. It's like, get like you, kid. You're going to be all right. I uh, I had two career kick return touchdowns. I feel like that's a good, good of opportunity to tell people that as, as <laughs> any. <laughs> I don't really get to share that all that often. <laughs> no, you don't. And it, it reminds me of our friend Tristan Bessie. With a, <laughs> I you could this was true story. We didn't score a lot of points, but he scooped and scored an extra point, which got us two points. Yeah, and I will never forget. You could hear him. Tristan has this very unique laugh, and you could hear him <laughs> laughing as he was ready, <laughs> like running, like finger up in the air, like running down the field. We got yeah, that. In that game. Yeah, somebody somebody blocked their extra point yes grabbed it and ran like 90 yards nobody <laughs> caught him scampered because <laughs> everyone thought the play was dead and like it, it wasn't off like a bullet and <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> probably ended up losing that game 44 16 <laughs> so they, they fucking killed us oh they beat the balls off us every time <laughs> that was a that was a man's team over there Belmont hill <laughs> what are we oh. 10 years old i've seen every cock on the planet yeah well yeah. It's not good behavior. So speaking of that, we got a uh, an email. No, no, no. This was a yeah. It was an email from at snooze underscore bar. Okay. He said, "Which is more important, length or girth?" I am. I'm going to word this very carefully. Okay. I am a girthy person. I am not long. <laughs> you know what? I'd I'm going to go. I'm a girth man through and through. I'd say get you a guy who can do both. <laughs> I but I would say in all honesty, lasting um, longer. <laughs> it's you probably could do both. Now, obviously not me, as you as referenced uh in previous yeah. years resolutions. I did see on Twitter somewhere, Ryan. You know how it, I think it was was it Hot Girl Summer just ended? It sure did. I think it was Hot Girl Summer. Apparently it's small dick fall. <laughs> and the only rule is you have to in fact have a small dick. So I was like, let's get it started. <laughs> Round them up. 
on. Let's do it. The line starts here. We're going to have a hell of a fall, guys. Pumpkin lattes. <laughs> Checking your fantasy scores. Stretch pants and Uggs. We are fucking having a time. Big, chunky scarves. Give me that. Oh, North Face jackets. <laughs> Black stretch pants. Uggs. I am wearing, wearing a lightweight hoodie with shorts, and I looking feel like <laughs> looking like a button on a wool sweater. That's what we're doing right now. I love it. <laughs> Small dick oh. ball officially has begun. <laughs> it is the solstice with the 21st. Is it, is it today? The first day of fall today? Today's no, no. 20th. No, today's the 20th. We're recording yeah. this on the 20th, uh, the late night on the 20th. So by the time people are listening to this on the podcast, I think we'll officially be in small dick fall. <laughs> Little pecker autumn. Dink autumn. <laughs> Would you rather have a dink or a chode? <laughs> uh, I think a dink, uh, to, to, to clarify, is my understanding. I, I'm pretty sure I know, but for the audience, go ahead. <laughs> for the audience, a chode is a phallus that is just as wide as it is long, like a tuna can, like someone said in the chat. Obviously. And a dink is just the head. Oh, no shaft, just a dink. <laughs> I, think, I think the obvious is don't. Yeah, but think about it. You can pee straight out. <laughs> it's perpendicular. <laughs> it's just so much more convenient when you at a urinal. You just pee straight out. <laughs> straight line. Oh fuck! I'm sweating. <laughs> what are we? Ten years old? Back <laughs> on the planet. Woo! All right, come on, guys. <laughs> Clean it up. Enjoy small dick fall. <laughs> Sign up for the newsletter. Oh, I'll sell an email blast every Tuesday during Small Dick Fall. <laughs> oh, different events. All right, so <laughs> we've rented out the VFW in Woburn. <laughs> Please come out for the first gathering of the Dinks. <laughs> oh. The first annual Chode Parade will be held in Wilmington. Uh, I expect me a nice turn. Uh -oh. <laughs> Small dick fall fun run. <laughs> it's a 5K. So. We call it a dinky trot. Oh, I'm all team chode though. I'm on team chode. I think that's the that's the safe money. Yeah. Uh Ryan, this is more a question for you. You're more the music man on the podcast. Yeah, sure, sure. Mark with a C asked Iron Maiden or Judas Priest? Maiden. Easy. So I guess my thought would be Iron Maiden, but I actually quote Judas Priest like once a week in the house. And I'll say, because anytime my wife asks me to do something, and then I'll say to quote the great Judas Priest. 
you got another thing coming. <laughs> she's I'm like, sure she loves, sure she loves. Rolls her eyes. Yeah, she's like, great. Um, yeah, ma- probably Maiden, just like for the catalog. Just straight, just straight catalog. I think Iron Maiden, and the fact that like, have you ever seen them live? I've never seen them live, live, but I've watched concerts on like YouTube. I actually missed a chance to see them live when they came to Mansfield, but but they're loud. They're loud, and those fucking guys. I'm telling you, they're in their. They got to be close to seventy. And they're out there running. Yeah. Bruce Dickinson's running around. And I mean, I saw ACDC at Gillette and those guys never stop. I don't know how you get that amount of energy every night. They never stop touring. Not only that, Bruce Dickinson flies the plane. He flies the tour plane. Does he really? Yeah. He's a commercial airline pilot. He flies. My God. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, right? He's like a big World War World War One, World War Two buff, too. Really? Yeah. Wow. What is it called? Air Eddie or something like that? That was incredible. Yeah. What would you do? You have a favorite Iron Maiden song? Ed Force, Ed Force One. Ed my favorite, my favorite um, Iron Maiden song uh-huh. is Fear of the Dark. Yeah. Or Ace is High are my favorite. Okay. Maiden songs. Yeah. yeah pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. This one from Birdman. Uh, would you rather have a non-magic wand or nothing at all? I would rather have nothing. I would yeah. rather have $125 or whatever the fuck you spent. Uh, yeah, buck 20 last Jesus week. Jesus Christ. You missed it. Check out last week. Should I have bought this? Uh, yeah. or don't. Out the door. Or you can't. There are certain things in life you can't unsee. Yeah. That is the worst $125 ever. And again, I, hopefully your wife loved it. But Rough. mercy, mercy me. Uh, Wes, formerly of the Boxers podcast. Is asking, are we good with Henry Cavill being a good-looking dork? He's like, are you upset that Henry Cavill is also a super dork? Apparently, oh look at right, look who you're fucking talking to, man. Present company would be very included with Henry Cavill, so. absolutely. But I did see some. There were some pictures circulating around of him shirtless building a PC, and I'm like, who the fuck? Like, who do you think you are? Doesn't make a ton of sense. Who? No, he's the real deal too. Like he read all of the Witcher books. He read a ton of Superman to get ready for the role. He builds PCs. He games a ton. Like you he's the real deal. I hope he does. I would love to talk to him. I have formally invited two people on the podcast and crickets both times. I don't know who if you I got? say who. You want me to, should I say who? Yes. I reached out, and again, uh, we have no imprint on instagram and zero did it we have zero so i'm not surprised they i was crickets but the two people i wanted to talk to on the podcast were tim robinson and dane cook crickets on on i mean if i think if you reached out to them directly from the keith 21 you might have a little bit more pull but i know you don't like looking at that twitter account no i would but tim robinson doesn't have twitter that's yeah that's why i didn't with tim with dane yeah i guess with dane i could or maybe the next time he's like Next time he's in Boston, maybe you could come on or something like that. But that'd be sweet. That you would just fucking happen. kick him in here and be like, "Listen to me." Yeah. And you know how many jokes? Have you... Speaking of Gary Gullman, yeah, Dane Cook. Do you know how many jokes of yours I've stolen all and used in conversation all the time? All of them. But I defend him. I do right too. Uh, he's not a bad comic. He just got. He was like so. He was basically like the Nickelback of comedians, where it just became like in vogue to just make fun of him. And like yeah, Kevin, think, Kevin Hart's kind of going through the same thing right now. But yeah, like but Nick, I, I just, for our generation, I think Dane Cook is more equatable and not from other comics, but from like people our age and younger. It, it's sort of like Limp Biscuit, 
where people are like, oh, yeah, I don't I never liked them. It's like, yes, you did. You liked them both. Just deal with them both. Just deal with it. And, you know, I'm going to say it on the Nickelback is a fine band. Mm, Well, they're fine. Not for me. I I know that because they're like that mid tempo kind of like pussy rock kind of thing. But like I like the one that they had a song called Leader of Men, which was on the MTV Headbangers Ball Volume 2. Yeah, it's pretty good. They're not a bad band. The Rock Run Sox. They're not for everybody, but you're going to tell me that they're the worst band in the world when I said they're the worst band in the world. That would be Zach Brown band. Uh, what if? What if? Have you watched all the What If episodes? Yeah, so I watched the I watched Zombies. Zombies was five, and then Killmonger and Iron. Oh yeah, so I did watch that, and that one. So this one was like super uneven. It was like three. It was four. It was like thirty-five minutes long or longer. Yeah, and I felt like it was three separate stories in one. Yeah, it should have ended. I, I loved having more Killmonger, though. I thought that part was pretty cool. But how many double crosses can you have in one episode? Mm, a lot of double crosses. There's a lot of double crosses there. Yeah. I think it's worth doing an episode on, so we'll do that. That would be probably the one of, the, like I said, the non-spooky Dorktober episodes, just because it's it's Marvel. They have three more episodes to go. We'll hit on it. I think it's been more missed than hit, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, I did catch up on Why the Last Man. I've watched all three or the first three episodes of Why the Last Man. That comes out on Monday night. So it's like when yes. we're recording the podcast, that's out on Monday. I watched yeah. the first one. And are you agree that we're approaching Fireballs? Yeah, it's real good. Yeah. I, uh, my sense is that the book is better. And I guess that's the case a lot of times. But I loved the comic book and I ripped so through good. it. I would tell everybody to rec- I recommend that one. This feels like it's not going to be able to capture everything from that, but maybe close. Like, may like it's still definitely worth watching. Yeah, there's some dynamics to not to like. So the location of his girlfriend is not anywhere near the same as it is in the book. So that's the first thing I picked up on because isn't yeah, she? Right. She's in Australia when the right. shit goes down. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, um, they got to figure that part oh, out. Getchel, Getchel says that Star Wars visions start this week. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. Oh, that was on our list of things. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Star Wars, uh, Ryan. The both both Ryan's. It's Ryan. It's Ryan. It's my Ryan. My Ryan. So Marsha Lucas was trending today. She did an interview. Marsha Lucas was the uh, or is the ex-wife of George Lucas. Sure, and was also an editor on the first trilogy of Star Wars films. Kept the last name. Yep. Old. Uh, so she, I don't know where she's been or why she's doing an interview now, but she had a few things to say about both the sequel trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Oh boy. Would you like to hear some of these quotes from yes. Marshall Lucas? Yes. Uh, so obviously, you know, Kathleen Kennedy is overseeing a lot of the so time out. Do you think it is, how long has she been divorced from George Lucas? Oh my God. I can, I'll look that up actually for I you. I wonder if there's like some gag order that expired that now she can talk about shit. That's a good point. Let me look that up. Because if it's like 10 years on the nose, you know it was like... Uh, he, was, just... he was married to Marsha Griffin, originally her name, mm-hmm. from 1969 nice, Jesus. Yes. to 1983, which I believe okay, is yeah, when yeah. Last Jedi came out. Yes. All right. And so Kathleen Kennedy is overseeing like the whole all the Star Wars stuff now. This is a quote from Marsha uh, Lucas. I like Kathleen. I always liked her. She was full of beans. 
so that's like a that's a compliment yeah that means like you're you're like hot to trot like you're full of like yeah yeah all right it's full of beans she was really smart and really bright really wonderful woman and i liked her husband frank i like them a lot now that she's running lucasfilm and making movies it seems to me that kathy kennedy and jj abrams don't have a clue about star wars they don't get it and jj abrams is writing these stories when i saw that movie where they kill han solo i was furious I was furious when they killed Han Solo. Absolutely, positively, there was no rhyme or reason to it. I thought, you don't get the Jedi story. You don't get the magic of Star Wars. You're getting rid of Han Solo. And then at the end of the last one, The Last Jedi, they have Luke disintegrate. They killed Han Solo. They killed Luke Skywalker. And they don't have Princess Leia anymore. And they're spitting out movies every year. And they think it's important to appeal to a woman's audience. So now their main character is this female who's supposed to have Jedi powers, but we don't know how she got Jedi powers or who she is. It sucks. The storylines are terrible. Just terrible. Awful. You can quote me. J.J. Abrams, Kathy Kennedy, talk to me. She also, this uh, that was one excerpt from uh, an interview that she did. She also apparently, after she saw uh, Force Awakens, she cried because it was so bad. Force Awakens? No, no, no. I'm sorry, not Force Awakens. Um, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Oh, I think I almost cried too. <laughs> I liked it. I was so young. I mean, you were yeah. What were you like nine? No, Phantom. What are you, Menace. 10, what are you ten years old? I've seen every cock in the. No, I was fifteen when I came uh, out. No, Phantom, Phantom Menace, Menace was ninety nine, wasn't it? Phantom Menace was ninety nine. Come on, you know me. I know my movie years for Christ's sake. Are you sure? Yeah, what am I? What am I? Some sort of asshole? Because I saw I, that, but I didn't see it with you. You're right, 99. No, you didn't see that one with me. Where, but it came yeah. out over Christmas, so we must have been on Christmas break. Because I, I definitely would have gone to see, seen that with you, but I didn't. I remember no, who I saw. One, no, that one came out May of 99. Are you? Am I out of my fucking mind? They normally come out Christmas, but I just looked that up. I, I didn't know when it came out. That came out May of 99. Like, I knew where I, where I was when I saw it. I saw it opening day, but like. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in Tingsboro, the Tingsboro uh, AMC. Yeah. Nice. That's still there. But anyway, so she's steaming. But I am looking forward to Visions, by the way. I am looking forward to Visions. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for that. Um, oh, so speaking of this kind of, oh, it's all sort of the umbrella. So uh, Dune, the, the Dune's coming out in mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, that's the director. Denis Villeneuve. Also, also the goalie and Slapshot. How about that? It's not. It's Denny Lemieux. Lemieux. I sing a pen when the puck come down. Bang. <laughs> yeah. He is now just the latest <clears throat> to kind of crap on Marvel movies. That's his approach to get some pub for Dune. He basically was like, oh, they're just like cut and paste from other movies or whatever. And like, he just kind of took a big crap on. I mean, Marvel. To, you mean you have to a point. Yeah. I mean, some of the origin stuff is pretty cookie cutter. It's that whole monomyth stuff. But it, like. I'm not going to apologize for liking having a good time. I'm not going to apologize for liking what I like and smiling. I think there is room in this world for both art and entertainment. And sometimes we blur that line. Fine. Like you don't think movies, not you, but like the people that get on their high horse about movies, like they at the very least should be entertaining. They should be something that people want to see. That's the whole point. of them. Right. 
And that's why it's like so funny to me like this, that you get like the, the, this corner of these people are like, you know what? Movies aren't going to be the same anymore. Like people want these Marvel movies and they want like, fucking want right. We do. Theater. Correct. Right. Because they want like right. it's fantasy. Like see, you know, seeing a movie is like. Well, like cause, I, uh, a lot of people want to for an hour and a half to two hours kind of get away from whatever they're dealing with and just enjoy themselves right. and stop thinking about you know maybe how their life is going and just enjoy a movie and then you have all these people that are like no it's gotta they gotta sniff each other's farts out there and it's like ugh. well the other thing too is like we talked about sleepers yeah. right yeah. so i love i we watched shang chi i love that movie i thought i love it i really like that movie i thought it was really well done really well shot story was a little cookie cutter whatever right yeah but I left the theater smiling. You watch a movie like Sleepers or Requiem for a Dream or yeah. shit. I'm trying to think of like some like really depressing movies. Those are good movies to watch. They're once. good I'm movies to watch. Them. Yeah. And I'm good. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. I'm over it. Like, I just don't. I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to do something that I know will make me miserable. Mm -hmm. You know, I watched a which is why I don't play Bloodborne or right. Dark Souls. Or whatever, mash my head <laughs> against the wall. Yeah, I watched the movie over the weekend that I did not enjoy, and that was the new Clint Eastwood movie. Oh, Cry Macho! It's even a terrible name. Terrible name. Terrible, terrible movie. He's lost it. He's done. I think he should have his last movie. And again, if people are going to see it or if he likes to do it, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life. But he, uh, Gran Turismo or Turismo or whatever. Mm -hmm. or, no, no, no. Gran Turismo. Yeah. Turismo is the great game. Grand yeah. Torino, which I want to say was 2013. I'm on a I'm on a hot streak I'm now. Check. I'm gonna check. You're yeah, probably keep going. Probably what it was. 2013 Grand Torino was awesome. Yes. And it was like the perfect kind of old man Clint Eastwood role. What did you say? What year? 2013? 20 uh 2008. Oh god, way yeah. older than I thought. Yep. You might have seen it in 2013. But it yeah, maybe that's what it was. You know what I remember where I was. No. So 2008, but that even goes to... Do you know how old Clint Eastwood is? He's like in his 90s, isn't he's he? 91. This movie, like, you feel bad for him. Like, there's one scene where he's, like, handing his ID to, like, the border guy, and his, like, hands, like, shaking the whole time. And it's like, yeah. There was a scene where he was, like, putting up his dukes with, like, somebody, and he, like, threw, like, a little bit of a punch. And they didn't really cut it, so, like, you see him do it, and the guy goes, whoa, you're quicker than you look. And you're like, no, he's not. He's slower. Um, the movie was also so bad. If anybody else saw Cry Macho, <laughs> so bad. They it was like he just to remind himself where he was, it was like he was reading the stage direction. He was like, Hey, there's a store, I'm gonna go in there. He was like saying these things. At one point, the movie cuts to the federale, right? Because they're in Mexico, yeah. so the police they show the federale that they drive up, the camera goes on to him, and then it flashes back to Clint flashes back to the kid and he looks at the kid there's like another part of a scene he's like hey it's the federale <laughs> like we got it we see it clint we got it i wonder if like they weren't even supposed to be lines that he was supposed to say he was just like talking about what was happening in the movie yeah. it's like, like that scene awesome. in the in the fucking irishman when they open the meat truck and there's no meat in there and you could tell that there was no script present <laughs> yeah. don't, look me, hey, don't look at me what am i supposed to look at uh, I don't know. I, I just drive the truck line. Don't look at me. You know, yeah. like, what the fuck are I, we doing? And like, I'm not like, I'm not obsessed with Eastwood by any stretch. I saw that you were watching. Uh, I watched uh, Josie. I love Josie Wales, which is fucking that movie's awesome. Yeah. 
so if you it, that was on i think it's on netflix but um i found that on netflix because i noticed that with cry macho hbo max has put on like other than josie wales like every clint eastwood movie well so i felt bad being like because like the guy is so old he just really shouldn't have made the movie but yeah. I, I cry macho was so bad and it was late at night and i still went back and watched the first hour of unforgiven just oh, the movie want, fucking rules i wanted to see him in something else yeah. I love that movie. That oh, one best picture, right? Yeah, 92. That yep. for sure was 92. I know. Yeah. You have to look that one up. I know that one. Um, at what age do you think Clint Eastwood couldn't beat you up anymore? Oh, I'm not convinced he couldn't still beat me up now. Oh, I could kick his ass. <laughs> I could kick this shit out of him right now. Uh, yeah, how big a guy is he? Like, I think he's story. tall. I think he's like over. I think he's like 6'2", but I like... <laughs> But wasn't he in like the Marines or something? I think he's like a tough dude. Like he's ninety six four, by the way. Six four, so he's got yeah. reach on you for days. It doesn't matter. I bulldog him. There's no yeah. like I get him on the ground. He's not getting back up. I don't know, man. He served. He fucking served, man. Served. Show some respect. I am showing respect. I'm showing respect by like I'm. I'm gonna go full force. He also. I that was my jumping Jeff Farmer, by the way. If you haven't. Yeah, <laughs> I believe he won't tell people how many kids he has because he may not know the answer. I don't He's, think he does. Him, him, and what's his name? Him Antonio and, uh, Cromartie. Antonio Cromartie. He is the Antonio Cromartie of uh, actors. But if you if you're gonna sit there in your chode jeans and yep. tell me yep. that you can't beat up a 91 year old man, not a 91 year old man, this 91 year old man, one of the one that matter. He's still 91 years old. You know, I've been to his town. He used to be the mayor of uh, Carmel by the Sea out in California. Yep. I went to the, he he owned a place called like the Hog's Breath Inn. That place, because we went, because we were like, we visited a friend and then we were going to a wedding. I forget how the hell, what the hell we we're doing out there. But anyway, we're out in California a few years ago and the town that he used to like run, like, or was the mayor of. Was it Bessie's wedding? Yeah, that's why we were there. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. So we, my, so Tristan, Katie, Bessie, he of the two, he of the two point conversion. Correct. So Katie's friend at the time was living in L.A. So we went to L.A. and then we drove up the coast to San Francisco. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so we went to this Carmel by the Sea, and there I've never been to a town that's more dog friendly. Like really? dogs are everywhere. All the restaurants. So there's like all this outdoor seating. It's all dog friendly. Obviously, we didn't have our dog with us because we were traveling, but the people there, the waitresses would fill the dog bowl water before they would fill the people water. And like dogs would just be under tables, like drinking water. It was the coolest thing in the world. It's great. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, are you attempting to watch The Walking Dead or Titans yet? No. Got it. Nice. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, Venom, let there be carnage. Last week we told you it was going to be rated PG 13. Stupid. This week it came out 90 minutes. It's going to be 90 minutes, which on the one hand, I'm like, oh, that's great news. But then you're like, wait a minute. Like every comic book movie is longer than that. Not only that, but given the source material. Yeah. They're not going to be able to explain. No. <laughs> unless unless it's like ball, ball, like super airtight balls to the wall 90 minutes yeah i know like that scene that scene where eddie and venom are talking to michelle williams and her now fiance yeah. and venom kind of like headbutts him 
this is that should be it for them. I don't want to see them again. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty bad though. It's gonna be so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So Sean says uh, Clint Eastwood was in the army, so that doesn't change your opinion. No. All right. Well. Okay. Was uh, he in like Napoleon's army? Like Jesus Christ! Like the guy's ninety-one years old. But he's like a crap. He's got okay old man strength. I have old man strength. That's a good point. And dad, he has super dad strength though, because he has a thousand kids. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, I don't know. Allegedly, allegedly. Oh, this is a good point. <laughs> Jonah Hex was eighty-one minutes. Jonah Hex was such a pile of shit. I uh, love it too. Josh Brolin, and I feel like it should have been good. And th- I, there has to be a yeah. story there. There has to be a story with that movie. I don't know. Jonah Hex popped up in uh, Legends of Tomorrow, the CW show. They just used all these obscure DC right. characters at different times, and it was actually a pretty good job there. But uh, you got any? You want a video game minute before we get out of here? Yeah, let's do that. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, Davey, what do you have? Well, first of all, I have this in my in my hands: a brand new rainbow translucent mug by our good friend at uh wild bill soda go to drinkwildbills.com use the promo code ron von d get yourself 20 percent off and one of these handsome mugs anything you want you want some soda pop you want yeah. some teas you want some coffee you want some hot sauce you want some barbecue sauce snacks they got it go to drinkwildbills.com use the promo code ron von d now i started playing death loop and i've actually started the game over twice because i feel like i miss stuff oh really so it's actually it's it's a kind of a cool story. So basically, as I've said before, so you're this guy who's stuck in this like prison that's basically the scientists created a time loop. So it's basically um what's that movie? Palm Springs or Groundhog Day, but every time you die, you you stay in this prison. Happy, so you're happy, trying to really good one. Right. So you're trying to break this loop and you're this assassin. You're uh, there's another assassin who is an associate of yours who is hunting you as well. Okay. So you have to take out all of these scientists and you have like, mm. it, it's it's hard to explain, but you have like basically two lives before you go all the way back to the start. Okay. So what's cool is that once you finish the game with Colt, you get to play as the other character. Oh. So, so like, like she's hunting exactly. you and then you get to flip it. So kind of like Last of Us Part 2-ish. Right, but she, you're trying to break the loop, and she's trying to keep it intact. Got it. So it's like the two different sides of it, which oh, is yeah. actually... Uh, and again, um, Last of Us 2 is... I love that story about... Holy, this is a little bit lighter. It's way lighter than that. It's well, yeah, not yeah. as... Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's super stylized, and there's a stealth element to it. I love games that you can kind of play your own way. Yeah. Um, you're guns blazing. Yes. I don't like... If, yeah. I can beat, if I can beat an action game without actually firing a gun... Yeah. I love that. As you can imagine, I wasn't great at Hitman. No, but I'm. I I love that. Yeah, I love not. I would go on missions and not even take guns. Yeah, just your uh, your just my piano, piano wire, wire and some, yeah, <laughs> that's all I need. Um, so that that was really good. So there's, um, I don't know. I haven't gotten far enough enough to say whether or not, um, it's, it's a masterpiece yet, yeah, or the yeah. way that IG. I think, you know. Yeah. Um, hang on. And so IKEA has just put out a line of gaming furniture. Oh, so right. what do you think? I, it's going to ruin my weekend. 
That's yeah. what I think. <laughs> you know, putting that shit together. I understand. A, Her- a Hergenfluven, putting that together for my <laughs> gaming chair, whatever the hell it's called. Huh? But, um, yeah. And so that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about it. You want a Hergenfluven? Nah. And get this. So yeah. the studio that made Heavy Rain and made um, Detroit Becoming Human, which was a really cool game, a company called Quantic Dream, uh-huh. is now working on a Star Wars game. Oh, interesting. So that's interesting because that was like, it was an action-esque, but it was more like a playable movie. Well, so I'm wondering what they're going to do with that. Because that Knights of the Old Republic remake is going to be kind of must-play. Oh, yeah. So now there, one. there's a lot of... And remember, there was a canceled Star Wars game that was supposed to be rated M. Right. For Mature. For Mature, which uh-huh. which, uh, which, it show, which Venom should have been. Yeah, but right. who knows? No, no shit. Um, Madden sucks. It is, if yeah. you look at all this, uh, Madden's fucking still terrible. I'm just scrolling through my notes right now. Uh, on Madden. Dad, just don't play Madden. It's so yeah. bad. I know. I know. Um, did we talk about the um, Overwatch is changing McCree's name? Yeah, because it was named after a developer, right? In there, yeah, or, who's a real who's a, who slick back hair, yeah, itty bitty jeans, glass house, sloppy, real stuff. piece of shit. Yeah, still so is a piece of shit. Still is a piece of shit. Not even used to be a piece of shit. The baby is convinced that he can't change, so yeah. that's why they're changing the name McCree because he was a piece of shit. He he actually didn't even work on Overwatch. I think he was a, a World of Warcraft guy. But what are they changing McCree's name to? I don't know. I don't think they've said yet. If someone is know in the chat what his new name is, call him Jonah Hex. That'd make a lot of sense. Hex, yeah, uh, put a little scar in his face. Yeah, yeah. I think they released a statement that they were going to change it, but they haven't changed that yet. What if they named him Davy Eyeballs? Would you have to use him all the time? I love using. Him. The problem is, is he became part of the meta, and people started using like stealing him from me. Yeah, no. Well, that was the first character. That oh. was the first character I got good with. By the way, we mentioned it last week. We haven't done it yet. We do have to figure out how to get like a massive group of fall guys together. Yeah, that has to happen. So I did do some digging and whoever said it in the chat was right. It's 60 people. So we can get 60 people. So we'll get any, so, anybody. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say we get this regular stable of people. Yeah. And then it's just whoever can get in. First come, first serve. We'll yep. tweet it out. We'll sure try to get. Was that, was that Siri? Siri is my watch. Yeah pissed so we'll try to get uh so shine was definitely in and then we'll try to get mac and goo and then we'll all kind of just tweet it out anybody else who wants in on it dr joe's in he's already calling in dibs yeah. from pldr and all those guys get in and then we'll open up the floodgates that'd be a blast and then we'll be super fun we're gonna stream it from here stream it from there stream it from everywhere we so. can open the discord have yep. people shoot the breeze it's going to be 60 people talking over each other but no so we're not so that we won't do i'm going to step yep. in right now there'll be like <laughs> five or six of us in the discord and then everybody else can just join in yeah but we can also we'll probably stream it from here on the youtube and have people kind of like comment whatever the fuck they want to right do. anyway so let's try to figure that out we can talk off the air and then we'll follow us on twitter at dork podcast for the latest on that uh dork podcast on instagram as well and you can email us anytime dork podcast at gmail.com subscribe to the youtube channel uh we stream every monday night 8 45 you can always go back and watch these episodes as well especially the episodes we do the should i have bought this because you could see how beautiful that wand was from from last week if yes. you want you got anything else here Rob? you want to hit on i don't this this was so fun a good laugh fucking yeah. good time you know a little free form in it love it 
This is yeah. this is your shit shooters. You wanted this is my shit shooter. I've wanted to do shit shooters for a lot. Now we I had to sneak it past you and call it grab bag, but really it was just shit grab shooters. Bag. I and you like you had a good time, didn't you? I had a great time. Yeah. I had an excellent time. So next week is our final episode of not Dorktober. Not Dorktober. Our first yeah. official episode of Small Dick Fall. So yes. we're gonna have to come up with something good for next yep. week. I don't know. Next week is still TBD, and then we'll be uh jam-packed full of nonsense in the month of Dorktober. So uh that'll do it for us. Absolutely. Right, what do they say about wombats, sir? They can they're one of the only animals in the animal kingdom that could have both chodes and dinks. You're going to have problems, just like everything else. But stay positive and stay strong. Stay positive and stay strong.